Thank you for listening to this podcast one production. Stay little chico pit boomers 305 but I said Mr. Worldwide you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's. Where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another spoiler review here on Collider. And this is a big one as we lead up to the Avengers Infinity War. You got Captain Marvel, the first, the origin story of Captain Marvel with the star Brie Larson as we take in this science fiction kind of intergalactic movie that I didn't really know a lot about. I didn't know the the origin or uh, or anything really about Carol Danvers and. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't – and when I say that, I, I'm talking about I was pleasantly surprised. Not, not because Marvel has a track record anyway right now to where their movies have been doing it right. They don't have financial failures. They haven't had one yet. And so I, that's not what I meant. What I meant was I didn't know – for me, I'm always about science fiction. I'm always about science fiction and fa- fantasy. And it starts off – I mean, we see Brie Larson, we see her training with Jude Law, and right away we're into, oh, she can kick ass. She's just kind of this badass soldier. She's one of the Kree. And then we see that they're, they're on these missions together, and now they're fighting. Uh, it, 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 was, it, it was everything that I wanted from a sci-fi movie. The script was okay. It was, it was, and, and I thought, and we'll go into depth in this for a while. I'm joined by, by Perry Nemiroff and John Roca, as well as we really get into depth in the spoiler review. So if you haven't seen the movie, make sure <laughs> that you, uh, uh, you know, d- don't watch this yet. But, um, I, and, and we'll, we'll, I think we, we'll differ on this. I thought Brie Larson was fine. I didn't, I, and I think that it had to do more with the writing than, than her. I think that she's just, I, the action, she is incredible. She she kicks ass throughout it. I just didn't see as much from Carol Danvers as I as I think I wanted to. It was just kind of a one one note character for most of it. But I wound up really enjoying the movie. But Perry, uh, what are some of the things that really stood out about this film? Okay, uh, first to stop all the comments that are like, "Ooh, Perry did the heroes review and the spo- and the non spoiler review." Uh, I freaking work here. I could talk about this movie all I want, whenever it's needed, <laughs> well, and I'm happy to be here. I'm beyond thrilled to talk about <laughs> Perry it. So let's in. Hot. I know already. Coming in. I mean, well, to be completely I, I, honest, I right. have completely lost my patience with the comment sections as it pertains to reviews. You don't have to share my exact opinion, but I do 
expect you to be respectful of it, especially when we sit here. We want to have these conversations with you guys and bring this content to you. If you don't like it, fine. I did deal with it. And there's a lot that I really liked in this movie. And one thing was Brie Larson. And to be completely honest, I went into it not entirely sold on her in the role. I've seen past performances from her that I absolutely love, but I didn't really feel that spark and that connection in the promo campaign, despite the fact that I thought those trailers were very well cut. In the context of the full feature, especially a feature that has such a drastically different tone and really digs into the 90s action movie vibe, the cosmic element, yeah. and also has a comedic through line throughout the entire thing, I think she nailed every single single part of it. She's got that 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 sass to her. She's she's like a she's a tough cookie. Well, she's not the most appealing character at the very beginning. That but, was the thing I was gonna throw to you too yeah. because that, that's what I do like about the thing that I thought they did well with her that I would have seen more I would have I liked to have seen more of was the quirky stuff that she was doing. Mm-hmm. There was some quirky stuff that she had a bit of, a, of an attitude and that that wasn't as that wasn't as present as I wanted it to be, but John, what were your overall thoughts? Yeah, as, look, I think it's a good movie. Her, her I, I think it's okay movie, as I said, Mike. Yeah. I don't think it's a great movie. It's a, one of their best at all. But I and I and I think what's interesting about the movie is they use her to set up all these other things, and this is supposed to be an origin story. And that kind of overall what bothered me about the movie is that everything's being set up. They're using her origin story, whereas Black Panther was singular to what Black Panther was. This felt like we got to set up Phase Four through all this. We got to connect her to Endgame. We Got all this kind of stuff. That all the tesseract was in this. You've got all this stuff going on. But Brie Larson is an interesting thing because I agree that uh, I agree that I loved her performance. The problem is there's no arc. She's a badass from the beginning. She's a badass at the end. There's no difference. She's just even more of a badass by the end. But she's already rebellious. She wakes up Jude Law to have the fight. She cheats in the fight by using her powers. She's already a rebellious badass from the beginning. She plays the role well because she's already playing the role from second one. That was my. Concern with the movie, whereas the journey with with uh, T'Challa was, well, how do I become the king, and and then dealing with the loss of his dad, and what that's like, and all this, and these perceptions, and then dealing with these larger issues with what Brie Larson was handed. She was great in the role, but because the role was already what it was, only by the end she resolves, oh, I need to be even more of a badass. Okay, got it. Well, and, and when she has the flashback. She keeps getting back up. You know why? Because she's been getting back up her whole life. So there's no change. Here. Yeah, that's what. But that's what I think the arc is. I don't necessarily think it's a one for one with Captain Marvel versus just let's say no, Black Panther. Yeah, They're yeah. two completely different arcs. Where when we meet her, she is living as a Cree, and the movie is largely about her getting back in touch with her, her with her humanity and using the human portions of who she is along with the Cree mentality and her abilities in order to become a better hero that fights for the right thing. But did you think that was missing from the? beginning with her she was very human with Jude she was with Jude rather she was she had a tender moment with Jude on the train when I think Jude was like she... Telling, she was like oh yeah I, I guess I need to she was human all the way through so I don't know necessarily that that was missing from she her. was very into the Cree lifestyle at the very beginning and I don't yeah, I don't sure. think she was in touch with her her human past whatsoever in that oh, and I past, think yes. I think in terms of just her humanity I guess I'd have to say is the only place that I felt it at the very beginning was just the fact that like she didn't she didn't come from Hala like mm-hmm. the rest of them, mm, right. and I think that was pretty much the only thing. But as far as an arc goes, that completely shifts as we get further into it. Yeah, you know what it was. I think that there, for her particular thing, uh, the storyline itself was a little familiar, right? The the mm-hmm. human that couldn't remember. Then we saw it with Star Lord, right? Yeah, yeah and, right. and so, but again, I think 
and it wasn't it wasn't so it was like oh man she just a lot of people are saying she was miscast and I, I don't I don't I agree disagree. with that yeah I she's screwed great. that as well too I think she I think there's I want to see a lot more from mm-hmm. her in this character I'm just curious of what the hell Thanos can do against her because everyone's like oh he's got the glove no he doesn't it's all dissolved right. all the stones are, are toast How, what are they what are they going to do against her That's- just to make a little prediction here I feel like it's I feel like <laughs> Endgame is going to be less about like pitting the remaining heroes plus Captain Marvel against Thanos and it's going to be so much more about getting Time the pe- getting the people they yeah. love back. Mm-hmm. And- well, the light speed element right away makes you think that she's going to have something to do with the time travel. Yeah. yeah. And so that's one thing. But what, what I have to talk about is the Skrulls. Because, yeah. because I didn't know. All I remember, uh, rest in peace, my man, uh, He John Schnepp would talk about the Skrulls all the time. And, would, and I would get so excited because I didn't know what the hell they were. But the more and more he talked about them, I was like, okay, well, what are they, right? And I went in going, these are the villains. All the way through, these are the villains. You know, These are the Klingons. Uh, all the, the the entire movie, and for the first half of the movie, that's the this is what I really liked about the movie. They there was not one time that I thought, oh, they're going to turn, they're going to be the good guys. I knew Jude Law was going to be bad because Jude Law is now always bad. Right, Jude Law, is like, <laughs> you know, Jude Law is always. How many times has Jude Law played the guy that's supposed to be good has turned bad? He does it all the time, mm-hmm. and minus Dumbledore, right? But he's he's that that to me was predictable because of the casting. Um, but as far as um, the scrolls go. That Ben Mendelsohn, best part of the whole movie, yep. because Ben Mendelsohn, the way that he plays the character from the beginning, and even when he's talking, you know, to his fallen co- comrade, and it's the way that it's set up, like everything about it, to where it's ultimately about his family. I thought, I thought he had the best arc. He is so talented. Oh. I mean, that to me is as perfect as you can get with casting. Where I am fully convinced that no other actor could have done what he did in that role. And one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they're at Maria's house and it's just them all going back and forth. He's so funny. He carries all that prosthetic makeup very well. His comedic timing is on point. And it was interesting having seen the movie twice. So the second time I was watching it, I was knowing that the shift was going to happen. And I was just watching the beginning performances. And, you know, one of my chief complaints about the movie are some certain uh, script issues in there. So I was looking for, I was looking for holes that didn't align with that shift in the end. And I think the way he plays the character, even mm. in the first half of the movie, it still makes sense. I still believe why he is being so sinister and tough with them because I think they well established what he was fighting for yeah. in the mm-hmm. end. Well, yeah, and plus the fact that he doesn't know, that she, he thinks she's great. Right, know? he doesn't even know right. until until he's like, wait a minute, this can't be right. I, mm-hmm. Now, when you go back, and I'm sure there's a second time when they're going through her memories the first time when you're watching you're like oh the villain's going through her head and trying to do some stuff but as you I can imagine watching it a second time you're like wait a minute this can't be right we're trying to tap in and trying to and maybe this girl can actually help us yeah which is which is interesting I think the writing gets a little bit better when you look at that but I think that um, what they did there with with Mendelssohn because once that switch happens that's when the movie to me really kicked into gear because even though I love the fir- the stuff in the beginning because of, of all the fantasy sci-fi, it's it's easy. It's I think it's very easy to argue that it's uh, or not. You can't argue that it's 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 a little choppy yeah. in the beginning, and it's not as smooth as the second half is. The second half for me is a lot more smooth. But I went, I have to talk about this. And I know you love this. Uh, I was over the cat. I knew you were going to say over, that. I, what? I, I like the first bit. <laughs> oh, I love first the cat. Bit. All no, the, the end. The, the cat. The cat himself. Yeah. The, the cat himself. The, the bits. The florkin. The florkin. Yes. I am. I was on board with the cat, and then they did the first silly thing when the octopus comes out of his face yeah. and he kills somebody, and I'm like, okay, funny. And then they do it again. 
And I'm like, oh no. And then I and then I turned to Riley when the post credits were happening. I love the first post credit yeah, scene. Great for Second post credits come I go, it's gonna be the freaking cat. Of, of course, course it was. I was just so sick of that cat. And I'm also a dog person. So. Oh, I, I I mean this is probably the least yeah. surprising thing I'll say during this entire review. <laughs> I, I loved the cat. And part of the reason just digging into the the two moments where it does the, yeah. the squid thingy. The second time, I think it still really worked for me. One, because I love cats. But two, just because of the way they shot it. The mm-hmm. way they shot that enhanced the comedy yeah. of the cat having this ability. Yeah. So I think that's why it worked a second time. And the other reason why I think it could have mm-hmm. worked is because when you get to um, when you get to the part where Ben Mendelsohn wants him to do it again, and he doesn't... Oh, excuse me, right. not Ben Mendelsohn. Sam, Sam Jackson, Jackson yeah. wants him to do it again, and it turns out to be Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. It's once you do it twice... It, it, it sets you up, so I get it. Yeah, I get it. yeah. I enjoyed the cat very much. Yeah. The forking and everything going on. And it's going to be interesting to see how they play this out when you have Groot, when you have uh, a Rocket Raccoon. What are we? Is there a right. weird kind of team up there that might happen in the future? Because it, it doesn't have my brain right now. I'm just saying, that's all I'm going to think about. It's a forking. It's not the Avengers. Yeah, it's not going to be cat life. It's going. It's a forking life, so it could be still oh, be around. Don't put the cat in the with all those kind of because I think him coming out in that last post credit scene in front of Nick Fury's desk by himself oh, lets you know that this cat. Be could be around for a while. But I want to jump back to the um, uh, squirrel stuff with Mendelssohn. There's something really interesting that the directors of the film do kind of subtly. This idea of, look, this guy's on my side. This guy's against me. I don't have to listen to the other side. You see it kind of interesting how deftly they throw it in there if you're looking at it from maybe a political point of view. It's like, oh, wait, so it, it's oh, so that I need to understand the other side of things. And also when she understands the other side of things that all of a sudden she sees what might be happening here and, and it really works on so many levels in that way and I enjoyed that about him. And also Mendelssohn brings and, and you talk about Jude Law always playing the villain. always plays villains too. So That's it was, was nice yeah. to yes. see the switch to yes. have him play it, it out the so way he does. Nice in the to see him get something to really sink his teeth into. Yes. Also, because yeah. as much as I did like Ready Player One, like that's a prime example of Ben right. Mendelsohn kind of Rogue being wasted one. One in a role. Villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the but, other thing yeah. we should definitely touch on is the thing that I thought that when Brie Larson did shine the most was the chemistry with Sam Jackson. I thought that the mm-hmm. I thought the Nick Fury stuff was really good. I liked. I thought that. Uh, Colson was kind of wasted. Yeah, me too. Where's this connection that we're supposed to build from to feel? They had that one moment to where he saves him. Yeah, because he's a young guy and he's still knowing he still believes in him. Oh, speaking of the cat, by the way, I'm sorry. I got to go back. The eye, the eye reveal was horrible. I'll agree with so, that. Eye reveal is horrible. I will say I'm okay with the eye thing, probably because I liked the cat in the movie so much. But that is one example where, if you have the opposite opinion that I do, I I totally understand yeah. why. It was just so goofy. totally get it. It was just so goofy, and it's like yeah. it's like that's just great. I mean, it it was the one time because the humor itself in this movie, like you know, my feelings on Guardians too. Yeah. Everybody yeah. everybody hands out a joke. This didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. This felt like the character. Not every joke landed. A lot of jokes mm-hmm. didn't. A lot of jokes didn't land, yeah. but it was accurate to the person who was saying it. Yeah, if I felt like that. All right, well, they would have tried to, to do that joke, and it just didn't feel like. Oh, we're going to try to make a full on comedy here. But the scene with the cat when he loses his eye, that was that was like something out of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It was it was really bad. It's frustrating because you know the original Nick Fury loses his eye in a battle in war. Right. And and so to have him lose it so flippantly, mm-hmm. it kinda takes away, it takes away. more I of the badass it. nature of Nick Fury. Yeah, and that's a goofy. little bit frustrating. Yeah, I, I didn't definitely like that. get it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like someone sitting around, like the director sitting around and going, Well, wouldn't it be funny? We tease it at first, like it was gonna happen in right, that big right. battle, and then it's okay. And then the cat does it with a scratch. Right. No, that's everything that we we're hoping you wouldn't do in right. this 
movie. You didn't do it, and you finally did it with that dopey move at the end. It doesn't ruin the movie, but yeah. it's, just no. like, it's just that particular thing. When you talk about the Fury chemistry with, uh, with uh, Danvers, that, they fell into it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I go back to this idea of the humanity of it. She's already human. It's just she doesn't know her story, right. history, but she's very much still human. I mean, she doesn't know the that. Back and she forth doesn't know she's forth, human, right. though. She doesn't know, yeah. but the back and forth is right there, very human-like. So I, I think that worked so well because of the 90s where it said where buddy cop movies really came to fruition in the 90s. It was great to see that kind of chemistry come between them in all the scenes. And she, I, do you think she knows it's a flirkin as soon as she's like telling Fury so. not to stroke the cat? Do you think she senses because she's a Cree that that no. might be another alien no, she's species? Not a, she's not a Cree. Well, I know, but she's like got the Cree blood and no, all that because she lost blood inside. Because I don't think I think that because we had um, Annette Benning who brought the cat in the yeah. first place and that Benning had it there because didn't reveal because she didn't reveal that she was an alien to Brie Larson right. until, until she died. Right, right, right. I'm trying so to think she, of who mentioned Flerkin first and I think it was Ben, ben Mendelsohn, Mendelsohn but it's like I mean I mean this is a silly detail I guess to be digging into but my mentality is because you know it's the whole fish out of water thing and mm. she just assumes everybody knows oh this is C-53 maybe she just assumes that he knew it yeah. was one of them it and what, of, what does she yeah. know? No, I, I don't think so because if you go back if you go back into where she was, she had that cat. The cat mm-hmm. knew her, mm-hmm. and she didn't know. And when she didn't know anything about aliens or anything until that whole entire point, yeah. until Annette Benning died. She said, "Though I like that moment too, by the way, with Annette Benning on on the planet to, with the crash and the conversation that they had, mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't loving Annette Benning up until that point. That oh. was to me. It, it okay. feel like, I felt like she was phoning it in for a lot of it until wow. until okay. that until that scene. Okay. When I got to that scene, I was like, okay, no, she's locked into it. That's just the character. So mm-hmm. I was I, I was a little bit more." Uh, I was buying. I liked her. Selling. I just thought they fumbled the reveal of her being Marvel. Yeah. I just I didn't have the resonance that I wanted it to have because everyone thought it was going to be Jude Law, right? And it ends up, but then stuff got released beforehand that maybe he wasn't going to be Marvel. But then when the reveal happened, I, I just felt it should have carried a bit more weight with their connection because if you know the connection between Marvel and Danvers in the yeah. comics, it has way more weight. And this did there was respect she had for Lawson, but once again, this is my problem with her relationship with Lawson, her relationship with Lashana Lynch's character. Um, I didn't sense. That's this history between them. Whoa. They showed me the history. They showed it I to agree. me. I agree with but you. But I didn't sense. Oh, wow. oh great! Yeah. They did karaoke. No, great. I, but I, I we don't have the moments that we there need to have. I couldn't be more on the opposite okay. side of that di- that divide. I think Lashana Lynch was one of the major standouts of this movie. The fact that she was able to the second she sees Carol, I I believed in the two of oh, them. I believe and, that moment. And yeah, also, yeah. They, yeah. The acting they not have, the problem. They have such chemistry together. And then when you add Monica into the situation and also paired with the earlier flashbacks that we got it was like immediately when they were face oh, I don't to think face that's what he's i felt saying every no, 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 no. no i'm saying they, they have chemistry no no no, no, no. Itself, it's not but that they, but the it's story a, itself yes. doesn't build their no, relationship I, I, I before agree. you get to that i agree with you 100 the chemistry yeah the chemistry like, was there the acting was, was there yeah, oh, that yeah. moment in the house was there what i think john's saying and correct me if i'm yeah. wrong and that's the way i felt too was the setup beforehand because all we saw from them before that was flashes and karaoke and and one of the things that I had a conversation with after I saw it was I would have liked to see more of that kind of Top Gun yes. element, too, where you saw a little bit more of her um, in the Air Force, learning a little bit mm-hmm. more, competing. Maybe there's a little divide between the two of right. them at first, and then they become very close. And that's when she sees her at the end. The acting itself, I got that yeah. from, but yeah. I would have liked to see a little uh-huh. bit more. I, I, agree. I mean, yes, I never would have said no to seeing more scenes of the two of them mm. back in the day, but I, I also think I got... 
I got more than enough with yeah, what okay. the little okay. bit that they showed me. And it's like when you pare it down to how much screen time they did have where you saw their past life and what they're able to achieve in that moment, that just makes me even more impressed yeah. by the two of them as yeah. uh, as the stars here. But going back to what you were saying about how Annette Benning and that stuff was incorporated, yeah. that that is my biggest gripe with this movie is that a lot of the – a lot of the the details, those specific details, are delivered in a very clunky way, yeah. where it's like uh, Annette Benning, Marvel, Lightspeed Engine. They needed to go find a new home. It was it was a lot, and I was able to put the pieces together to sufficiently understand what they were trying to achieve. But I mean, even the one particular detail that I was really looking out for on the second viewing, and I was hoping that it would it would sit right with me, was the idea of having the Tesseract and the Lightspeed engine and her blowing up the part of the ship, absorbing its power, mm. but the Tesseract is in her lab in space. Right. That didn't really compute you, in my brain. You'll probably brain. get more information of what? all that in, in like Avengers or something. Yeah, too, yeah, because, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, one of the other things that I wanted to... Um, we talked about Coulson being wasted, right? Yeah. There's, I would have liked to seen more of uh, the relationship between... We talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit more backstory. Ronan was, was useless. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Useless. Why that did he even bummer. come back? Useless. Didn't There's he no get like him. fourth billing in the end credits too? Yeah. That's useless. Crazy. There was no reason. And, and he, all he did is like, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to come in and help and, with right. the terrorists." Now don't worry about it. Okay, so then I'm out for the most of the movie. All right, now we need you, uh, but you're just going to stand and, wa- and watch I mean, from space. It was just set up to have her have that badass moment where she destroys the ships, and he goes, "Oh, we should." We're get coming out back here. for the yeah, weapons. We should so get out. He'll here. probably be in the second movie. Yeah. If anything, it just gave me a better sense of where the accusers fit into the Kree society. But other than that, that was. What do we do with the second? movie with this one too because we're going to have because we're another gonna, captain marvel movie yeah because you're going to have oh we, boy we, is we, it is it like wonder woman where they have to jump they're probably going to have to jump decades. they're going to probably have to jump way past because yeah. look we see her in the post credit scene she hasn't aged just badass so she hasn't aged it yeah. was great um and it's time and space you can, you can get away with that uh, but the question is like so do we see what happens in the next movie leading up to that? Or you don't really need to because you know what she's going to do. Who cares if she wins some little battle? Like what's going to happen after the events of Avengers mm-hmm. and what – because that's my thing is she, they set her up to be this badass that like how do you beat her? Like how, how can anyone beat her? I wish I, I wish I right? had a, a logical answer to that. I don't. I I Not really yet. would be shocked if the architects behind the MCU introduced this character that completely stripped Endgame of all of its stakes. I don't mm. think that that's the the right. path that we're heading down right yeah. now. But it's so hard to answer your question given all the possibilities for Endgame because we were even talking about he- on uh, Heroes mm. where Koi was theorizing that, oh, maybe we're going to wind up in another dimension with particular characters. So. Like, who yeah. knows what's going to happen, whether we end up in another dimension, they reverse all the effects, right. we lose all the older Avengers, but all the people who died in the staff come back. There's just so there's many possibilities. possibilities. And, and there's also a possibility yeah. that they go back in time that she has to fight Thanos and he has the actual gauntlet well, so there, there's, there's, you're right there's tons of possibilities of what could happen but Thanos kicked the shit out of Hulk Thanos has his own stuff he has his crew Hulk, Hulk's he a lot a... different than, oh, she, right. he's got nothing compared to her I guess but yeah sure but we, we are gonna see limits to her powers we're gonna see I mean because they've talked about going galactic with this new yeah. phase of, of um, and I love of, it of the, of I Marvel. love that so they're going to space like Adam Warlock's been talking yeah, about yeah, who yeah. knows what's gonna happen in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 mm-hmm. I love All that they're saving him by the way yeah, they've been teasing him forever me too and yeah. who knows what side he's going to be on? Because right. Warlock is Warlock has played both sides right. in, the, in in the comics, so that's that's gonna be fun. One thing I do want to bring up that is a bit of a gripe for me about the movie overall is I felt like no one 
were freaked out that there were aliens on Earth. Like, no one had a moment. They, they took a few. Like, Rambo yeah. was like, give me a minute. Let me process it. Sam Jack was like, oh, all right, let's do what do. And right. I was like, there, there has to be somebody. It was the first like, time that what the F is going on? It was on? the first time that Sam, that, because Nick Fury, as we know him no today. No aliens. But as we know Nick Fury today, he's used to it. So when yes. he acts like that, you're, I, I, I agree I was, with you. I, I agree with you. Like, like, it was the first time it was set up. And the first time they see it, they're just like, oh, okay, she's not crazy. Let's help. And then and then he's sitting in the car with the dead scroll. Right. So, yeah, you're right. I I, I could see that. But I think that that's sometimes when you can suspend disbelief. And then you're in a Marvel, you're in a Marvel <laughs> movie. Yeah. And it's just like, it's I, all right, that's a, I mean, it's a very fair point to bring up yeah, in the fair, context though. of the movie yeah. while I was watching it. Uh, admittedly, that never crossed my mind. And maybe it's because of everything that's mm-hmm. already in my head about Nick Fury. But in terms of Maria's reaction, that's another place where I really felt the history that the two of them had is mm-hmm. that even though this like crazy thing is happening it's still her human friend right, right. right in front of right, her. Right, but there's no conflict where, like, I don't know who you are anymore. I don't know. Was it like, they're, they're, they're just they got like, away, They got past it pretty yeah, fast. Yeah, they got past it so yeah. fast, and I think there was moments to have conflict. And that's my problem with that character. The character is underwritten, and the character deserves yeah, more and screen that, time. That's why I started more off. More screen yeah. time, yeah. More screen time, more to build up. And this is, a, this is a black character, black female character. I think they have to understand that they underwrote yet another black character in one of these kinds of I things. Think, and see, but here's, I'm gonna, I'll push back a little bit, too. I, I'll push back a little bit, too. I think they underwrote uh, a lot of characters. Well, not fair, just, not just a, they just underwrote just, Star Force big time. They, that was they, one of oh, yeah, my yeah. biggest I, I don't disappointments. Think that's a, yeah, I don't think this is a black and white thing. I think yeah. no, they, no, they, no. they, oh, under, no, they underwrote a lot way. of different. But when you look at the history in, in galaxy sci-fi type things, I mean, sure, but I think we're, we're, we've been going so. through. I mean, but and still, we have there's a lot more work to be done. But there's still they, there's Marvel in particular. A lot of other places have been doing a lot of work yes. to make sure that's changed. And I think that this particular movie doesn't suffer. I don't think it suffers from that. I think it just suffers from the whole scripting. I think I might feel a little more like you do. Yeah. with the character of Maria if she doesn't return in the MCU cuz i yeah. i think you know i think that she was written as a great supporting character mm-hmm. where i walked away and even though she has less screen time than let's say yeah. carol right. she was still a major major highlight for me i feel like i have a full sense of who she is as a human being her values her relationship mm-hmm. with carol her relationship with maria and what she wants for her and i think they're teeing up some good stuff i hope with her daughter monica so right cuz yeah. she becomes captain marvel as well yeah. Oh, so okay. it, that could be the second movie is something right. like that. All right, well, look. To, to ra- wait, wait, one- can we go back to Star Force just really quickly? Sure. Because that that was one thing that I was hugely disappointed by mm. because I thought the second we got that image of Star Force, and especially knowing Jaiman Hansu was back right. in, mm-hmm. Jude Law was in the mix, Gemma Chan – I wanted to get them get to know them a little more as right. individuals well, and right. even that's the whole though, script the whole script they didn't they underwrote everybody. I thought that the third the third act big action set piece I yeah. thought I thought it was good enough. That was one of the instances though where I think the directors their their you know the lack of experience with these big budget major action set pieces did show a little but more disappointing than anything was the fact that we had this whole movie where Starforce was involved and then in that third act set piece I didn't know who was right. going where. Well, you know, they or started. Who was they started though, but they started though. I thought they were going to do. Exact, I agree with you. I think that they could have. I would have liked to see a little bit more, like Predator. Mm-hmm. You know, like to where you learn those yeah. characters. Because Predator, if you go back to Predator, all those characters in the beginning of the movie, they get moments. It's it's like 
maybe 15 minutes, right? But when they die, you feel it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they, they've already established them as this team. Yeah. So I think they try to do that in the beginning. There's that joke that they do with Jaiman Hansu, and it just kind of comes and goes, and that's it. But yeah, I would have liked to see more of that for sure. I wonder if there was more, because a fun mm-hmm. fact about that opening, you know that opening scene where they're talking about their mission to go find Solar? That is what I saw shot when I was oh, on okay. set, mm-hmm. and that conversation was entirely different. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, and uh, to me, I liken it to how they did the first Thor movies with his buddies, right? Thor's other fighters with him. You didn't get a lot of time with them. They underwrote those characters. You, you, you maybe picked one person right. out. And so that when they die later on in, in Ragnarok, you don't, you don't you really don't feel care. it. So, and yeah. I, think that was, I think you make a great point, Perry. The Star Force stuff also was underwritten. And Minerva is supposed to be a very big villain in the Captain Marvel universe. And they didn't get They made I her almost a comical. Yeah, I love Chan. was great. She looked, and she looked so comical. badass. Yeah, I wanted more of I think yeah. her, right. her best line the entire time was in that third act fight where and because of that it's just an overall theme yeah. to where underwritten to where you could have set that up a little bit more yeah. with it but anyway last thing we should talk about before we get out of here is the 90s references right a lot of them mm-hmm. were amazing mm-hmm. I, I felt a little beaten over the head with it yes like, uh, I felt that a lot I felt sometimes it's like here's another 90s song yeah. um, and it, it it's part of it I get it um, I thought that the and I will tell you, I wish they would have used the Gwen Stefani, Just a Girl, at a different moment. Yes, agreed. It was so on the nose. It was so on the nose. Do you get what we're doing? But the problem was it was right was in the like, middle. Of, if you listen to the score, which is a brilliant score, by the way, and mm-hmm. you listen to the score and, and this moment's happening in this, fi- in this fight, it's like you should have kept with that score. Yeah. The Just a Girl scene, a lo- that song fit perfectly with the movie. I just felt it was out of place in that scene. Agreed. I think you could have done another sh- – uh, that exact type of fight with her – Maybe even with the old lady, yeah. you know, like when she's fighting the old lady with That's, that music that on. That's been funny. Um, because like it just it just was just like watch this '90s song that fits into exactly what this movie is now, and I felt like it, t- it took me out of it. I love that song. Yeah. I would like to have seen it used ironically rather than on the, on nose. the nose. Ironically, yeah. would have been fun because she was kicking ass the whole movie. Yeah, she and was. So it's, not, it's nothing new that she was kicking ass even more at the end. So I just thought it was a bit too heavy handed, and I agree. Some of the '90s were like, "Do you get it? We're in the '90s. I'm wearing a nine-inch the nail shirt." The, the Jamie Lee like, Curtis thing was funny though. With the that was But so there were some good moments, but yeah, I thought overall it was like, do you get we're in the '90s? Whereas with Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, they weave that soundtrack in perfectly, just fine. So I just yeah. thought there were Stranger a Things. Those are the best with the '80s. Right. It's just that you just you feel like you're in the '80s, and they, and they throw in little references, but because it's like similar, like New Hope, where mm-hmm. you just know you live. You, that's where you live. Yeah. You just live in that decade. It's just like we're in the '90s now. Here's another song by Green Day. It worked for me for okay. the most part. I don't. I don't. Want, you know, I never want any of the. You, we're we're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, a difference yeah. of opinion. I never wanted to come across as like, oh, like I just have to put down your negativity or anything like mm. that. But um, the songs did work well for me, and I was trying to envision the the fighting the uh, the old lady scene with that in yeah. mind. And I think that would have come too early in it, where that was more about building the intensity and the fear of the scrolls. Sure. Whereas that moment in the end, I enjoyed the tonal shift that came with the incorporation of that score, and you know, with planting little things like blockbuster, the fun lunchbox yeah mm-hmm. that all felt right to me and i think maybe it's because i grew up in the 90s and i was so steeped in it and there were so many little things that just i honestly especially like walking through the blockbuster that brought me right back Definitely. to yeah, yeah, endless yeah, sure. hours walking great. up and down those aisles did you like the smile moment which one? That, uh, why don't I you did. smile a little more? I like that I, I a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, did yeah, they yeah. shoot that afterwards? After Jeff Snyder's comment. I, <laughs> <laughs> Not just Jeff. No, I know. There were quite a few people. You know, I, li- I, I wonder. They probably did a reshoot on yeah, it. I wonder if they did a reshoot on it. I liked it a lot. I actually really I liked it. worked. And I really liked the reveal of the suit. 
Yeah, yeah, I, really I love that. 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 was I a great, that was great, great moment. Nice moment. All right, mm-hmm. listen. So we we're all on the same page here too. I think that we you really enjoyed the movie. I yes. liked the movie. Yep. You thought the movie was fine. It's okay. Um, it's it, it's got it's got some holes, but overall it was a fun face uh, mm-hmm. space advent, adventure for me. Uh, I thought they set up. I actually really did like the fact that they set up these things to the Tesseract and, okay. and everything leading into the Avengers. I thought they kind of needed to from the way that they set it up in those post credits. But I'm excited for her addition into the MCU. I think that I want to see more from Brie Larson. I don't think she was miscast. I think, think the whole movie was underwritten. Um, but I wound up having a good time with it. Yeah. So. Um, are we all giving yeah, our, our wrap-up thoughts? Yeah. thoughts? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I really love the movie. Clearly, I don't think it's without flaws, but I do think in terms of my connection to Carol over the course of the movie, the tone of the movie, and really just the fact that I found it to be a really highly enjoyable wild ride, I I highly recommend this, and I can't stop thinking about how, you know, like, my sister's going to have a baby, and I'm going to be able to show this little girl, my little niece, this movie, and she's going to have something that I didn't have growing up. And, you know, I know there are other female heroes out there, but the MCU is a major thing in Hollywood, and the fact that Marvel has finally given a female hero a headline movie, that is a big deal, and it is a big deal that on a personal level... I felt while watching that movie, and I know yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean everyone out there can have that feeling, but that was my personal experience with this, watching it for the first time, and then again with the second time, and I'm going to hold tight to that, and I really, I'm really, i really happy that this movie is here. Yeah, can't follow that other than saying one quick thing, and that is their job was to sell me Brie Larson's Captain, Captain Marvel, and they did that. You know, my problems with the film aside, she is good with the role, she's perfect for the role, and that post credit sequence or scene rather the first one the first yeah. one when, when Black Widow turns around right? when Black Widow turns around and sees Captain Marvel I kind of push back I, she does look a little more older in terms of seasoned and experienced yes. the hair is frazzled she is straighter the, 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 yeah, the uniform wears is, fury yeah the uniform's ripped up she's more yeah. and I'm like I, now that Captain Marvel I yeah. can't wait to see so they sold me that was their job go see it alright listen thank you guys so much for checking out our thoughts on Captain Marvel um, what did you guys think go ahead and comment have a nice fun pleasant <laughs> conversation in the comments section I won't be reading them so have a lot of fun and we will see you some other time it's that little chico pit bull Mr. 305 but it said Mr. Worldwide and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at State Farm I believe that to have success you gotta play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.